This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 798. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 798. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. It feels a little bit weird right now. I'm recording episode 798, which is so close to episode 800. So that's like feeling a little weird to me. It's the end of summer, but not quite school here for us. So it's that time where we're just in between and everyone just needs to be in a routine again. So that's feeling a little weird. It's also really hot today. So I'm just sitting here sweating in my 100-year-old house that doesn't have air conditioning. So that's where I'm at. I wanted to spend some time today talking about something a little different. I feel like I spend so much of my time on this podcast coaching and inspiring and giving you tools and tips and tactics, which is really, really important. I mean, that's like exactly why I started the show was I wanted to always give you something to walk away with. But today, I felt like something just needs to be light. There's a lot of heaviness right now. I mean, there has been constantly for four years now. Everything is constant for longer than four years, actually. But anyway, I wanted to step away from that a little bit. Before we do that, I do have to acknowledge this is the first time I am sitting down to record since the massive, massive devastating fire in Maui. So just sending so much love to Maui. I know so many people who have family impacted and who have personal connections to that island and people whose Maui just holds a really, really special place in their heart. If not, is something like Maui is 
a part a huge huge part of them and like a piece of their identity and so sending so much love so much love I continue to hear from you know connections to people who know folks there and from folks that I'm in contact with through social media and stuff that it's worse than we're seeing in the news and it's worse and also that the level of people helping people and showing up for one another and holding space for one another and honoring each other and sharing and loving and just really being present for everyone around them is just has been absolutely incredible from the people I've heard from. So I think that's a really important piece to acknowledge too. And also whatever we can do to help, let's go do that thing. So whether that's giving money or some other way that you can reach out and help folks in Hawaii, um, please do that for those folks in Maui and those who will be continue to be uh, impacted for the next number of years and for a culture that will be impacted for the rest of indefinitely forever like the culture there's a shift in culture this is like a sliding door moment a before and after before the fire after the fire that was heavy (laughs) and we're going to shift into something a little lighter like I said I wanted to have a chance to do something a little bit lighter because there just continues to be so much heaviness and I struggle when things are heavy around me I really struggle to find the lightness it feels like irreverent to laugh or it feels irreverent to put content or snarky things out there whether it's on social media or in podcast content but I also know that sometimes we just need to laugh and sometimes we need something that's just like lets us escape and so this episode is going to be that and I don't do very many of these but I felt the need to laugh with you all and I also know that you all are going to have things to add to this episode that I'm not thinking of so please please if you are like oh I have something else to say please pop over to Instagram at the shameless mom academy or no at shameless mom academy there's no the in there so at shameless mom academy and leave a comment under the post for this episode and let me know like what else would you add to this episode so we're going to talk through eight weird things that happen to you in motherhood that no one warns you about and there's like so many things I'm not going to talk about like what happens to a mom's body like that your bladder is falling out and that your boobs are saggy like I could spend a lot of time talking about that but we're not going to go there I really want this to be more about like kind of the way your like livelihood and how it shifted and how like you never saw that coming and if someone had said this is what motherhood's going to do you you would have been like yeah no like I'm not gonna be that kind of mom but then you were totally that kind of mom so we're gonna talk through eight things here and I think that eight weird things um that I think will be super super relatable like they're weird if you're not a mom but if you are a mom you're like oh yeah uh uh-huh yep that's me so the first thing in motherhood is and this was like such an interesting one for me to stumble into fall into the burning desire to be alone and the burning desire to be with your people when you are actually finally alone. And this has like cursed me over and over and over. And so when Vinny was really little and I would think, oh my gosh, like I just want to be alone for four or five hours, or I just want to like be in a hotel by myself for three days. And then as soon as I was there, and I mean, I wasn't like immediately in a hotel for three days, but when I did start traveling again for work and stuff, as soon as I was there, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm missing all the things like Vince, send me pictures and can we FaceTime and like all these different things. And so there was this like burning desire to be alone. But then as soon as I was alone, like massive FOMO. And I will be honest, I still have that. My husband has done some really fun things with Vinny in the last couple of years, especially where he's like, I'm going to make this like a father son thing. And when he plans it, I'm like, okay, like I'm a little bit like, oh, that sounds fun. But no, you guys should do your thing. But then when it's like actually time for the thing to happen, I'm like, resentful and not like because I don't want them to have their own special thing but like my FOMO is so strong I'm like you guys are just gonna go like make memories without me how dare you but the thing is like I always go and do 
do things to make memories with Vinny. And my husband has never once been, you know, how dare you? Like, I want to go too. Like, he's so respectful of Vinny and I doing our things together to make special memories. My husband, so we have wild waves. I don't even know if, well, I, I don't know if it's a local thing only, but we have wild waves in Enchanted Village here. I think it exists in other cities too. But it basically, it's like theme park with water slides. Um, when I was growing up, it was two separate theme parks, but now they've joined forces. So it's water slides and rides all together in one. Okay, here's the thing. I do not like rides. I don't ever, ever, like I would never choose to go on rides. But when Vince started taking Vinny to Wild Waves in Enchanted Village once a year to go on rides and do water slides, I suddenly was like, well, I mean, maybe I'll try to like rides. <laughs> because I was like, oh, you're going to go do this fun, this fun thing, and you're going to have memories. And I won't be a part of the memory. Like, wait, what? And everyone else in my world was like, you get to be home for eight hours, like just enjoy being home for eight hours, which I did, don't get me wrong. But there's that FOMO, that burning desire, like I just want to be alone. And then when you're alone, you find yourself scrolling your phone, looking at pictures of yesteryear, like over and over and over for long periods of time, right? So that's the first thing, that burning desire to be alone, but also the burning desire to be with your people as soon as you're alone. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. The second weird thing that happens in motherhood is that time shrinks and flies by in the strangest ways. And I remember my mom, and I mean, I think this is kind of just part of aging. I don't think this is exclusive to motherhood. But I remember growing up, I remember when I was young, I remember even in college, um, and even after college, in my first job experience, like waking up on a Monday and thinking, how am I going to get to Friday? (laughs) How am I going to get back to that place where I have freedom and independence, where I'm not like having to do certain things on a deadline? And it seemed so far away. 
And I would think, okay, just get to Wednesday because then you'll be halfway. Like I would do this mental gymnastics to coax myself into a new week. And now by the time I realize it's a new week, it's like Friday at lunch. (laughs) I don't even know that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning have gone by until it's like it's ready for TGIF. So this time shrinks in this really, really wild way. And things just keep getting faster and faster and faster. And I remember when my husband and I got married, we we moved in together. We got married, I don't remember, like maybe a year and a half later or something. And I remember thinking around the time we moved in together that there all of a sudden seemed like there was a lot of things to do all the time. <laughs> and part I thought, I thought, well, it's because we moved in together. Like there's projects now and whatever. And then we got married and it seemed like we were planning the wedding for a while and that seemed to take a lot of time. And then after the wedding, it seemed like it just seemed like all of a sudden there was no time to lay on the couch on the weekends anymore. And I kept thinking that'll come back and it never came back. And we didn't have Vinny. We didn't have kids right away, but we still had this. There was this sense that like time just started to go faster and faster. And then when Vinny was born, I mean, holy cow, time just goes faster and faster. And I've become that person. And I'm guessing you have too where a new month starts and you're like, wait, how is it August already? Like, I swear we just started July. Wasn't it just July? Heck, wasn't it even, wasn't it just like February? It seems like it's going so fast that you cannot keep up with the speed of time. And you're like, oh no, I'm my parents. Like I'm my parents who we talk about how time goes so fast and what the weather is <laughs> in an excessive amount. So time shrinking is a very, very real thing that was definitely exponentially greater once I leapt into motherhood. And I keep wanting to slow down so that I can go back to, you know, laying on the couch every once in a while. And it just keeps on not happening. The third weird thing that happens to you in motherhood is maybe before motherhood, you like to be kind of fancy every now and then. And fancy might be very different things to very different people. So maybe fancy to you was like wearing like really fancy brands. Fancy to me was like shopping at Banana Republic or like going to Nordstrom every once in a while. But now in motherhood, your most exciting fashion choices are items that you got for under $20 at Target or Old Navy. And you wear them with a ton of pride because you got a really good deal and you want to tell everyone about the good deal. So when I am wearing my really cute shoes from Target and someone compliments me on them, I'm so excited to tell them that not only did I get them at Target, but they were only (laughs) $17.99. And this was not a thing I did before having a child like before having a child I was like oh like you like my new sweater from Banana Republic (laughs) and now I'm like you like my shirt from from Old Navy I got it for $4.99 I'm constantly telling people where I got really cheap things um at our at like already cheap stores and here's the thing no shame like I don't know how and when I became this way, but I kind of love that I'm now this like very bargainy kind of a person. And I look at my closet and I think like, wow, I'm, I'm like saving a lot of money for retirement right now because I don't know how that I very often spend more than $20 on a piece of clothing. So, you know, I, I don't see myself when I do go to be kind of fancy. I do go to spend like more than $50 on something. It requires a lot of thought like is it really worth it should I wait I literally like make myself like put things in my cart and then think about it for a while and decide is it really going to bring me joy do I really want it do I really need it like there's just this thought process that is so different than before and so I kind of take pride in that but I never saw that coming like I used to be someone who didn't have a lot of fancy things but I like to save up for a fancy thing here or there and now it's just None of the things are fancy. And I love to just brag to you all about how not fancy all the things are. 
<laughs> and I know that's relatable because I know I notice whenever someone else does it and they're like, oh, these shoes, I got them for $4.99 in Old Navy clearance. And I am like, high five, sister. The fourth weird thing that happens to you in motherhood that nobody warns you about is that you used to like a good meal at home. You used to like to make yourself a good meal. And for me, this looked like having an evening with nothing to do. I remember when I lived by myself before I moved in with my husband and like having, you know, a whole getting home from work at the time I was a personal trainer. So getting home from seeing clients between six and seven, depending on the day of the week and being like, okay, I have like three hours before I have to go to bed. And so I'm going to like make this meal and then I'm going to watch these like three shows back to back. Maybe I'm going to have like some cookies <laughs> or like, I don't know, a cupcake, whatever the thing was. But I remember being really excited about making a meal for myself and like sitting down and enjoying it while watching my favorite show. And it was kind of like this big production that took minimally like an hour to an hour and a half. And then usually rolled right into like an evening of relaxation in which I did not get up from my couch and watching bad TV. And now I don't yearn for, for those like, let me make myself a nice meal kind of a thing, or let me spend any extra time in the kitchen to make myself anything. I yearn to be home alone and watch TV by myself, but I want to have a can of soup. I'm like, how fast can I get the meal? Like, give me an insure. How fast can I get the meal in my body so that I can just get to the relaxing on the couch part? And I don't want to make myself a nice meal at home. I don't want anything that's more than three ingredients. I much prefer literally a can of soup. Amy's black bean soup is my go-to. Uh, Amy's Organics black bean soup. So I get real excited when there's that opportunity to not like have the kitchen to myself in order to make myself something, you know, lovely and delicious. I, I want something like 30% delicious, which is not delicious, just like that I can get down so that I can just get to the couch and so that I can be there for a long time and not have to get up. I don't want to have to make a mess. I don't want to have to prep things. I don't want to have to do dishes. I definitely don't want to have to like wipe the counters down. <laughs> I don't want to have to put things back in the fridge or move things from like the thing that you cook them in into Tupperware, like none of that. None, none, like no thank you, uh-uh. Um, I just wanna like open a can and I mean, if I could eat it out of the can, I would, but I do like to warm my soup up so I don't eat it right out of the can. Number five, the fifth weird thing that happens to you in motherhood that no one warned you about, and this one I really, I would have said like some moms are like that, but I'm not gonna be that mom. And I would have definitely turned my nose up when I said it. So the thing that happens is that you will wipe your own child's uh, poop or puke or boogers with your bare hands. And when you see other parents doing this, you're kind of horrified. You have judged, like you think that parents, like that kid's poop is dirtier than my kids or that like those boogers definitely have more germs. Like you kind of judge, you're like, wow, that mom should just like, you know, wipe him with her bare hands. <laughs> kind of gross but when you do it you're like oh but my kids poop it's like it's not dirty poop it's actually pretty clean you know he does eat a lot of vegetables and so you very much will like touch all of your kids body goo with your bare hands but if you see someone else doing the same you're like oh, I don't know that's like <laughs> they're a little rough around the edges so I'm just curious if you can relate to that and if you've done that I will say the first time Vinny had like a really big puke. He is not a barfer. I think he's like vomited like maybe three times in his life. But the first time he vomited, like from the flu, um, he was like a year and a half old and he was distraught that food came up out of his body through his mouth. Like 
I mean, it was horrifying. It was very, very scary to him. Very, it was, he was so upset. This happened in the middle of his crib. It went everywhere. Like this is, you know, this is just how it is the first time a kid vomits, right? So for dinner that night, he had had pasta. And so there's like chunks of pasta everywhere in his bedding. And I didn't know how you're supposed to wash that. So I did what every mom who washes vomit for the first time probably does. And I just rolled it all up into a ball, all of the bedding into a ball, and I put it in the washing machine. And (laughs) when it came out of the washing machine, and I was moving it to the dryer, I was like, oh, there's still a lot of pasta here. (laughs) So I found a lot of pasta still in the bedding. And I couldn't tell. I was like, okay, so is this just really clean pasta now? Because it's like gone through the washing machine cycle with the soap. Or is all of this still really dirty? But at the end, it didn't matter because I had to hand pick all of the noodles out and put them in the garbage and then put the bedding back through the washing machine. And I remember talking to my mom like the next day or two and being like, mom, you failed in telling me this life lesson. And she was horrified. She was like, how did you not know? And I said, like, someone has to tell you these things. Nobody tells you that pasta going into the washing machine is still pasta coming out of the washing machine. And I did, I tried to avoid touching it and I I didn't get away with it. I had to touch all of the pasta. So outside of that, like I have touched all the things, right? You're like, oh, it's just a little poop on my hand. It's fine. I'll wash it with a gentle soap. (laughs) All good. But you see someone else's and you're like, someone needs to desanitize that entire family. (laughs) So yes. So you will touch all of the goods, all of the goopy, dirty, disgusting goods with your bare hands once you become a mom, even if you swear you won't be that mom. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you you listen to your podcasts. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Number six. So the sixth weird thing that happens to you in motherhood that no one warns you about is something happens in your brain. And I'm not sure if it is like an explosion in terms of your ability to make connections really quickly, or if it's like a division where all of a sudden your brain just is capable of dividing into different compartments much more effectively and efficiently. Or if it's like this whole neural network that all of a sudden, as soon as you become a mom, like you fire all these synapses that you didn't fire before that, by the way, men don't fire. (laughs) And you'll know what I mean in just a second. So when you become a mom, you can start to mentally process and compartmentalize things, first of all, very, very quickly, like at rapid speed, like it just happens. I'm snapping my fingers right now and like data or information comes in and you can assign it to where it needs to go really quick. So you're like, okay, do I need to make a decision? It goes over here. What's the decision going to be? That's going to go over there. If I can wait till later, then it's going to go over here. Like you can just do this super fast. And when you see other people in your life who either don't have kids or are a partner, Uh, not a primary caregiver that they like they have to pause and stop and you can't tell them too many things at once because it's too much information like they don't have they haven't had that either like neural gateway open up or the brain explosion or whatever it is like that hasn't happened to them so they cannot follow you when you try to tell them the 13 things at one time that are happening in your brain right now in live time so this might look like and this is what it looks like for me you're reading your child a book. So you're reading your child a book, maybe they're like four or five years old. While you are reading the book, you are also doing 13 other things with your brain. So you might be deciding what's for dinner. And then you start to make a list of, okay, if we're going to have that for dinner, here's what I already have on hand and here's what I don't have on hand. So then you make a list for here's what I need to get to when I go to the store. Here's my uh, grocery list, my shopping list for this evening before I can make the dinner. Then You also at the same time are remembering that email that you didn't send today and you're like, okay, so I'm making a mental draft. This is the email I need to send to that person tomorrow and you draft the whole thing. You're like, here's the three paragraphs. I have them all organized. I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna say this. Okay, done. And then you also remember that, oh yeah, that teacher did that really helpful thing. I wanna make sure I send them a thank you note. And you make a mental draft of that thank you card. I'm gonna tell them this and this, make sure to acknowledge that, sign off, thank you so much. And like maybe make your kid sign the card too. So you're like, that's all drafted in your head and in one compartment. At the same time, you're also thinking through, oh yeah, Christmas is going to be soon. So here's what I'm going to get. Okay, my mom needs something and then my partner needs something and then the kids, okay, they need multiple lists because both of the kids, also my in-laws are going to want to know what to buy for the kids so I have to have that list too. Also, oh yeah, teachers for sure. We're going to get them some stuff and then what are we going to get the in-laws? Oh, and, and the mailman. Make sure you get the mailman something and then like the Amazon and UPS delivery. Okay. And all these lists, they're just happening. You're just making them in your head. Remember, you're still reading the book, by the way. Then you think, oh, spring break. Okay, spring break is going to be here before we know it. And we, if we want to go to that one place, we really got to look at where we're going to go, get those books, the dates booked. Oh, and by the way, are we going to use credit card points for that? Yes, we probably, if we do this and this and this through these steps, we probably could use credit card points. Oh my gosh, we probably wouldn't even need to pay for tickets. We could maybe just use credit card points for like all of our air travel. That would be great. Still reading the book, by the way. And then you remember, oh, the dog's rash. Okay, 
the dog's rash. Do, is it worthy of going to the vet? Like, can we get by by just adding a little more ointment and putting the cone back on, just crossing our fingers and like say a little Hail, Hail Mary that the rash will go away on its own? Or should we ugh, go to the vet, spend $300? have to pause on that one. Like going to put it over here, shelve that one for a minute. Got to go check the dog's belly and the rash when I'm done reading the book. Then you think about that time a few days ago when you were talking to your neighbors, because you're pretty sure they misinterpreted that thing that you said across the yard. And you don't want to make, you want to make sure there's like no bad blood between you or like nothing weird. So you think, okay, like send, send the neighbor a random friendly text just to make sure we're all good. Oh yeah. And then the really cute shoes that you put in your target cart that are $17.99, but today only, should you go back and buy them? Should you not? I don't know. Going to think about that a little bit later too. Maybe after bedtime, go back, revisit the cart, think that one through. And by the way, while you are thinking and organizing all of this information, you're still answering your child's questions about whatever story you're reading. Just, I mean, a slight show of hands, if you can relate to reading a book and literally accomplishing those 13 tasks at the same time while also answering questions about the book. Your child's like, oh, like why does a teddy bear have green pants on? And you have some sort of very brilliant answer. So these are the things that your mom brain can do that nobody, like nobody told you that your brain was suddenly going to be its own computer and no one around you will understand how it works except for other moms. And it'll be very frustrating because no one's going to be able to keep up with it. So you just like, it's you just got to like ride with it. Let it be your own thing and understand that others can't keep up and it's going to be what it's going to be. And you're just going to hold space for all those things all the time, apparently forever now. <laughs> Number seven, the seventh weird thing that happens in motherhood that nobody warns you about is simultaneously being desperate for time to slow down, but also hurry up. Oh, this is the hard part. So you want it to hurry up so that we can get to that thing and get to this thing and get through the work or get through the messy part or the hard part or get through a transition. But you want it to slow down because every time you turn around and look on social media, someone's kid is going through some sort of life milestone and you think, oh crap, my kid's going to do that someday. This just happened to me yesterday. Someone posted about their daughter starting her third year of high school. And she said, Oh my gosh, just like her sisters, she's going to graduate high school in three years. I'm not ready for this. And I was like, this is not allowed. I mean, this is absolutely not allowed. <laughs> I am not having this. My child is never graduating high school, let alone a year early and depriving me of a year of parenting him. And also what I hear from parents of high schoolers. They're like, yeah, like you're going to pretty much be ready for them to be gone by that time. Like they're not actually that joyful. <laughs> so being desperate for time to slow down, but also wanting for it to hurry up. And it's like this constant tension, constant tension. Sometimes it's in a day where you're like, oh, is this day ever going to end? But then at the end of the day, like your kid gives you a hug or says something really sweet or just says, thanks, mom, I love you. And you're like, oh, today was just the greatest day ever. Never mind that the previous 16 hours of the day were horrible. So that desperation and that tension is always there and it's always bittersweet. And I will tell you, it's like the thing that makes me most bitter about parenting is that tension of time. And then number eight, the eighth weird thing that happens in motherhood that no one tells you about. You pick up extreme obsessions with things that you had zero interest in or maybe had a total aversion to before having kids. So let me just tell you what this has been for me. And some of you who follow me on social will not be shocked. Before I had a child, 
this actually started after high school. So one of my good friends in high school um, worked for the Mariners baseball team here in Seattle. And I remember she at one point invited me to go to a game and she had worked there for a long time. She was like literally like friends with Ken Griffey. I mean, amazing. And so she invites me to this game. She has amazing seats, of course. And I'm sitting in these amazing seats and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, how long do we have to stay here? Because this is just real long and boring. And like my butt kind of hurts because the seats are kind of hard. And I remember talking to my mom after and I was explaining to her where our seats were. And she's like, oh, so you like had the best seats in the whole stadium and you were wanting to leave. That's great. Like, how did I even raise you? So before I had a child, I would have told you that baseball is the most boring invention on the face of the earth. And now if you look at my social media feed, you will know that baseball is like my entire life and I love every single second of it. And I remember when Vinny started off playing t-ball, I thought it was cute and hilarious and so sweet. And also I was like, don't let this be the thing that sticks because I cannot, I cannot sit on these bleachers in the cold or in the hot because it's both in baseball season. Like it starts out cold and windy and rainy in Seattle. And then it becomes very, very hot later in the season, especially if you play into summer ball, which we are definitely in that season of like playing all the way through summer now. So I have this obsession now to this thing that I really didn't want him to connect with because he's so obsessed with it and watching him be so obsessed and watching him like thrive and grow and be so interested and connected and engaged and watching how his brain works around it and watching how he has this intense determination and discipline around. I mean, I'm like so here for it. I literally was driving home the other day and I was like, maybe I should get a tattoo of a baseball. (laughs) I thought, oh my God, oh my God. Everyone in my life would make so much fun of me (laughs) because everybody knows that I don't like I... I'm the person who didn't like baseball, who didn't want my kid to like baseball. And now I'm thinking I should probably get a tattoo. (laughs) So here's where we are. So maybe this is for you. Maybe this is dance. Maybe it's some sort of like coding or art thing or music. I mean, who knows what it is? But you have this like extreme obsession because your kid picks up on something and they go all in on it. And you're like, I'm here for it. Like, I'm going to go all in with them. And suddenly your whole life revolves around it. And you couldn't be more ecstatic, even though you maybe didn't have that thing on your radar before, or you maybe actively disliked that thing before, like me with baseball. So these extreme obsessions and parenting and motherhood, I think, are just fascinating because we see things through our kids' eyes. And when you see something through your kids' eyes, you just see it completely differently. And nobody warned you. <laughs> so those are my eight weird things that happen to you in motherhood that no one warns you about in terms of just like these little quirks that you pick up sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, but they like guide your entire experience in motherhood. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it gave you a good laugh. I loved being able to talk about something a little lighter, share some fun stories. Again, go over to social media. Let me know your things like eight weird or any one or eight weird things, anything in between that have happened to you in motherhood that nobody warned you about because it would be really fun to compare stories. If this episode was helpful to you and you think it could be helpful to another shameless mom, as always, please share it out. Take a screenshot, tag me in the screenshot, share it on your socials. Thank you so much for being here. And no matter what, no matter how hard things are and no matter how light things are, like I hope they were a little bit lighter for you today, know that I am in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued 
over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.